Anyway, John, how are you doing? I've got really bad earache. Joe, it started in my throat a couple of days ago, and it's worked the way it's worked its way into my ear. That that's that's rubbish, mate. But apart from that, I'm fine. <laughs> I Excellent. think I've actually caught my first cold in about two years. I think that's what it is. Oh, mate, there's loads of that going around at the moment. This is sheer isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sheer Isolation with myself, John in Cricklade, and Kieran in Trowbridge. Hello to Kieran. Hello, John. I just want to um, pick up on one point from last week's show. We had Alan Pettifer on, who we interviewed, and had an absolute laugh with him. Absolute stunning guy, and had us in stitches all the way through. And it was a, such a difficult one to edit down because he was just on it, wasn't he? He was. He was absolutely fantastic. Um, promoting the uh, Crudwell Music Group that he's setting up. Now, as our show went out into syndication last week, we learned that Alan had uh, it was taken ill during one of his gigs and he was rushed into Taunton Hospital. He's going to be out of action for a while, but he is recovering, which is good news. But um, it does mean that he can't attend his uh, first Crudwell Music Night. So initially people were thinking, oh, this is going to have to all be cancelled. But what's happened is that the people who have been booked in and the musicians who are attending and playing We've all got together, show must go on style, and we're all playing our part. So the, the Crowell Music Night is still going ahead. I believe it is fully booked. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the door. I'm doing door duty, apparently. Oh, well done, John. That's amazing. So, so I'm, I'm doing some being useful. What, what else can I do in myself? I'll just stand on the door if your name's not down style. Well, yeah, obviously, <laughs> we, uh, we wish Alan all the best and hope uh, yeah get well soon and be able to come along to his next night, which should hopefully be in a month's time. So get well soon, Alan. Okay, on to the bands. <laughs> One thing I didn't realise I missed until the weekend, I was, uh, I was at a family wedding, congrats to Carl yeah. and Emily, and uh, they had a, a live band. Amazing. The uh, Curious Little Big Band, who are based in Sirencester. Um, oh, okay. They're, they're a tribute band, perfect for a wedding, and I've just missed that, listening, watching all the, the grannies and that on the dance floor, having a boogie with their jeans. Yeah, nice. Bit, bit of live music. <laughs> We haven't had that for two years, have we? I've really missed that. No, that's right. It's all very well us doing these gigs and really thinking that we're cool and trying to be edgy. But actually, music in general plays a bigger part in the world and society. And actually, you're absolutely right. You just don't realise it. But things like weddings and, and birthday parties and et cetera have a bit of music. And actually, it's a really important part that people, you know, of, of life that people enjoy. So, yes, I, I don't doubt for a second that you thoroughly enjoyed that, John. Did indeed, yes. Although, John, the flip side to your lovely heartwarming story is that a friend of mine who will go nameless, who he works for one of the really cool record labels that, I'm, that I follow and, and love. He was on Twitter just today complaining that a band who was a support band to the headliner had played their set and buggered off. Now, even before COVID, the, the expectation was that if you're going to go to a gig, you're there for the gig, you stay for the show and you make friends and you make you make the scene. Yeah, you sort of communicate, and you become friends. And all that. You know, guys, if anybody's listening with it, listening to this and you're a support band, just stay for the drink, man. Watch the headliners. Do your bit. Be the scene. Be the change you want to be. But come on, we haven't had a gig for two years. Enjoy it. You know, see it through to the end, at least. So, yeah, he, he was right to. I think he, I think I think that's fair to be upset. You know, we've been out of action for so long and straight away band, bands are just playing their, their 30 seconds of going home. It's a bit like going to an open mic, playing your song and then leaving. Dan Lassac, Screevious Pip, that's one of their lyrics. 
you know, don't do, don't be that guy. <laughs> enjoy the music, enjoy the scene, make friends, have a drink, enjoy the, you know, watching other bands, make connections. That's how the industry works. That's how it thrives. If you're playing your set and going home, you're probably doing yourself fewer favours than you think. That that was spoken from the heart, wasn't it? Thank you for that, Kieran. <laughs> we'll play a tune. You no, let's sounds do product sirens. Sound of the Sirens, girl two-piece duo, um, sing sort of singer-songwriter, folky, sort of almost traditional stuff, lush harmonies, very good players, sort of newish, southwest based. Wonderful. Cheers that. And this track is Lie Awake. We lie awake at night And we wonder why We have to break inside To appreciate this ride you stand there bold, your flaws are all told We have no hold of how this unfolds For now the rivers will take control Over any old doubt that you hold With your delicate mind You're drawing hopes in mind And to my surprise
That is Lie, Lie Awake from Sound of the Sirens. Yeah, product placement, John. Product placement. Go on, then. Yeah. Go on, what have you got? I've got this. They fell from the sky. Look at that. Look at that great artwork. It makes me feel like a teenager again, John. I'm 38 and I feel like 16. <laughs> so if anybody doesn't know, uh, They Fell from the Sky is Colin Doran from 100 Reasons, the guy with the crazy hair. It's his new band. He's come out with this debut album called Decade, which I tell you now confused the hell out of me because there was a band from Devizes who was signed to Sony called Decade. Anyway, unrelated, but this is their new album. It's the vinyl. Look at that. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Ah, oh, look at that. Spinning round at 33 RPM, rocking in your ears. And I'm dropping it and scratching it, probably. <laughs> anyway, you thought, wow, oh, that's product placement. We're done. No, there's another thing. Look what I got in the post. It's a tape cassette. It's a broken tape cassette. So you all thought that cassettes had gone the way of the vinyl before it all got reborn. Well, that's not true because Pulled Apart by Horses, a band you probably know, John, they mm-hmm. put a rather cryptic message on their mailing list saying, send us your address. So I sent them my address, like you do, random email on the internet, and they sent me a secret tape cassette. And it's their brand new track. And on the little print at the bottom of the cassette, it says, exclusively licensed to Alcopop Records. Which means their new album is coming out on my favourite label, Alcopop. Double there you go. Exciting. That's a great way of marketing, that is. Isn't that fantastic? So Pulled Apart by Horses have got a new track coming out. And uh, the, the other vinyl, I'm assuming, is on general release. Uh, they fell from the sky. Uh, yeah, that's general release. You can buy it now. It costs £20 on some websites. Chaos <laughs> in your background. Chaos. Right, let's so, yes. talk about this week's guest. We didn't even talk about him in the introductory link, but we're talking to Jonathan Dean, who is the um, owner, I guess is the best word of describing it, of Inox Mill in Trowbridge, the, who is looking to redevelop the site. So, yeah, so John came, I, I met John through doing, I, I did the, I went to the, one of the markets and they had this musician play. And you could see what they were trying to achieve, you know, a little bit of market ambiance, you know, you know, get a bit of music, make this whole thing feel a bit nicer. And I was like, John, mate, would you like me to arrange some local music from some local musicians to play? It'll be a laugh. And he said, yeah, crack on, please, mate. And so we did, I think, four or five markets every month on the bounce. And we had loads of local musicians play. And there were some incredible stories. And I think I've, I've touched on a few of them over the weeks where I've said, you know, what I've been up to. For example, we had a Turkish musician um, and he played some Turkish songs. And one of the stalls was a Turkish lady selling T-shirts. And she just cried because she hadn't heard anybody from Trowbridge that had Turkish heritage play her, their music of their homeland. And all of a sudden she felt this inclusion that she was not expecting. And so it's that's kind of how we met and we we spoke to each other. We talked about our, our love and vision for music in Trowbridge and that, you know, very much coincided with how we feel. We very much got on very well. We were in a very similar sort of mindset. So I, I did some, I did a lot of chatting with him. I introduced him to some people that could potentially help make Inot Mills this vibrant place that he wants and, to achieve. And so I thought now is a good time to invite him on to the podcast to talk about the site there's a lot of chatter going on on social media on facebook and it's better if you just hear it from the man himself so this is john talking about the inox mills offering the timeline the expectations the task ahead of him it's all exciting so this is john inox mills is is formerly the the old bowyer sausage factory and we 
uh, we being my, my, my family and I, we, we purchased the site in 2016 and it's been a sort of a, a long, hard road to, to get to the point we, we're at now, which is uh, we've submitted an application for 300 homes and about 50,000 square feet of commercial use. So you have Inox Mills, which is the big master plan, and then you have the Inox Quarter, which is heavily focused on the existing buildings and warehouses, where we essentially want to bring our own little piece of Camden to the site, to the town, to the area. We are starting with, and, and I'll be frank, it's, it's not the most exciting thing to start with, but we're starting with these, uh, some of the buildings on Stallard Street, which is right next to the station, seven to nine, and we're going to bring those back to use uh, under its, its residential guise, which is, which is what it currently has planning for. We're going to be renting it out for co-living. And then the more exciting part of, of, of that phase is to bring the next two buildings on Salard Street into use for art work studios. Super excited about that because I've already been in conversations with um, a, f- a few people from the art community in Trowbridge, and it's actually quite, it's a lot larger than people realise. The problem is it's just scattered all over the place. So what we're going to try and do is create a, a sort of an epicentre, a hub for it to create this you know what to give a home to the art community because the community is there but it it just needs to sort of been brought together one of the things we're looking at doing is once we open up the pathway between the station through the site into the town center we're going to be holding a competition for art murals to go up on on the hoarding so very similar to what miller did we'll probably get back in contact with miller as well but we want to hold a competition for all artists to put forward what their ideas and visions are for that walkway gallery and and get them to light it up essentially and create something quite cool and unique to well certainly unique to the town once that's done we'll probably hold another competition for one of the existing houses if you look at the corner of number nine it literally leads onto the station and onto the road coming down towards um, wicker hill and we thought we'd try and get something Banksy-esque on there. Hopefully, Banksy, if you're listening, <laughs> the wall is there. It's all yours. I'll, you know, we're not going to sell it. I promise. I'll sign what I want to sign. You know, that would be awesome. But, you know, jokes aside, that's, you know, we really want to, I say, light up that area and, and give it some colour and actually set the tone for what we want to create within the whole Inox quarter. But, you know the whole area so that's what we're doing imminently we're we start work on the houses potentially in the next three to four weeks i would hope to have everything done certainly four of the buildings done by the next 12 months so that walkway will be up and running in fact the walkway will be up and running hopefully in the next six months but the the arts work studio I'm, I'm quite excited about that, if I'm honest. You made reference to Miller there, who is a who is a graffiti artist, effectively. Yeah. And they've already done um, eco-nature sort of scene, haven't they, on the side of the hoardings that face the bus stop. So yeah. if you're in Trowbridge and you're aware of the buildings, when you come out of the train station, there's some derelict buildings. There. And I saw it probably a bit harsh, but like they're, they, they're beautiful buildings things that could potentially be made amazing and that's what you're going to do you're going to make them look amazing and make them useful bring them back into use and i think from a trowbridge person point of view if you have people visiting the town say they get the train to work and they come work in trowbridge when they step off the train the first thing they see at the moment is a derelict building 
in a year's time, the first thing they're going to see when they walk off is the, the, the beacon of investment, that, that person, you know, the change that's happening within the town. They're going to see those new buildings. And obviously, hopefully, people who watch and listen to this are going to understand the greater scope of what's going to happen here. And you've already been delivering some of that because if you go back to last Christmas uh, or last winter, you did an outdoor cinema on the grounds of the Inox. We did the drive-through cinema in the summer. So, uh, okay. and, then we, yeah, and then we did the Christmas market of, uh, during Christmas, obviously. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, you've, you've already been doing really positive stuff within the site. And I think anybody that comes to the site can see the potential, the possibilities. And I don't want to get in, like drag Froome into this, but like you see what happened in Froome over the period of sort of, 10 to 15 years. I really feel that we're at the beginning of a similar development within Trowbridge that within 10 to 15 years, is like is going to be absolutely incredible place to live. I, I couldn't agree more, and I think you hit the nail on the head. It's not just what we're doing; it is what the entire town are doing. You've got some real champions there that are really helped turn this town around. Okay, it might not be out there in your face, but it's all these little elements which are starting to come together and and starting to rebuild that confidence and that identity that the town so desperately needed for a long time as i said it's not necessarily in your face at the moment but with all these ingredients coming together slowly but certainly shortly it's gonna start creating this fantastic let's say piece of art it's a really exciting time for for the town as a whole and we're just happy to be you know contributing to that you know one of the things we want the inox porter to be is is it's not to take away from the high street, but actually be a feeder to the high street. So on top of the elements I've already mentioned, we're going to be starting on Stallard Street. The next step is to then try and bring forward some some exciting leisure options. So the Dye House, which is the, the building which protrudes out of the site right next to the river, I'm currently talking to a, a great guy who has got a vast amount of experience in bringing forward very cool, trendy restaurant bars. And we're looking at that will be the first leisure element we'll be looking to bring forward for the site. And one of the things that I think will make it really stand out is the rooftop element. So yes. quite a bit of money will be going into trying to create a very cool rooftop bar not just a terrace but an actual bar where people can hang out there all year round what kind of time scale are you looking at because this is a sounds like a really mammoth task and you must have a big team of people behind you but even so that's that's not an overnight job is it you, you must be looking at years assuming planning goes favorably you'd be looking at getting that granted anywhere between the next six to 12 months you know if it goes the way we're hoping it will then six to nine but i think you have to give at least a a year for any unforeseeables once that's taken place we would be looking to bring forward a a development partner who can carry out the new build element which uh, that process is actually already starting to take place now anyway so hopefully once we, we bring a partner on board what will then happen once planning is granted you'd be looking at uh going out to tender from the construction element that takes a good few months so best case you know work could start on the site in terms of the infrastructure and and some of the detailed planning we've applied for in the next 18 to 24 months but that's as i said that's for the the new build element with regards to the existing buildings where you know not just local residents can make use of but the rest of the area 
we're looking at bringing that forward. Well, as I said, we start work on some of the houses within the next four weeks. I would hope to finish Stallard Street within the next 12 to 18 months. Uh, the restaurant rooftop bar, uh, we're looking at starting within the next 12 to 18 months. And there's there's other elements as well. You know, we're, we're constantly talking to other people who are buying into what you know, the, the vision of the site and can can see you know what potential is there. I mean, Kieran kindly is, is introduced us to a, a lovely gentleman who is interested in, in setting up a, a music studio there. Potentially, we are looking at also creating co-working space. I'm talking to a couple of companies about coming on board and running that. So the existing buildings, we would hope to have up and running any time now between, I'd say, six months to, to three years. It'd be fully up and running, hopefully. From people looking outside of the town, looking in, you know, there's a lot to be excited about and potentially jealous about as well, because these things are not happening in devices, which is where I spent 22 years. They're not happening in surrounding towns. All these wonderful things are happening in Trowbridge. And that is quite a wait for the county town to finally be getting their crack and, and their time to come good. Yeah, I hate to sort of use the expression, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, but that's very much the view we've had to take with this it's got phenomenal potential it's got its issues but myself my father family we're in it for the for the long term so we're not just here to build flog off you know move on to the next the way i see these buildings you know they're going to be within my family hopefully for next 20 25 30 40 years so it's so important to us to make sure that they're treated with you know respect and that they're used for the the right things. I think going back to the the, the artwork studios, to be able to actually give artists a home, which I believe will also be affordable for them as well. Uh, And yet that also works for us. That's that's great. Why would we we change from that? It it, it starts creating the soul and and, and heart of the site. Uh, And it's incredibly exciting. But as I said, it's that's that's the first step. It's a long road to, you know, as, as you, I, I don't really like comparing us to Froome. Um, <laughs> and course. you can imagine we, we get that a, a lot of Froome did this. And, Froome, and that's that's Yeah, wonderful. we do. We do. But that's Froome. And it's got its own identity and it's got its own, uh, you know, thing. Going, and it's 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 awesome. <laughs> not, 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 not knocking it. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, and look, if we can get something like that that'd be awesome as well but i think we have and i'm probably going to create some you know uh, opinions out of this i think we've got more more going for us in terms of element wise that if it's pulled together correctly i think i think we could be better well we certainly got <laughs> so, scope to be we've got scope to be our own thing and be brilliant in our yes. own right 100 yeah. percent Karen, we, we've got uh, we've got plenty there. So, is there anything Excellent. you want to wrap up with? A final question, or because you, you weren't going to pick a tune, were you, John? Because you didn't you didn't have any. We're going to pick something on your behalf. Who was the? Um, remember, you brought a guy down to the market, and he had a hell of a voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a guy right. called Ben. He he was he was he was quality. I mean, he really stood out. Okay, I will find you a Ben Borrell track then. Don't worry. <laughs>
tune is called rivers it's by ben borrell that borrell ben borrell ah, yes close that was close enough um who is one of the musicians who has played at the inox mill market which is i'm assuming still happening every month so they are not doing one in october because they had a beer festival so instead they are doing one in november and december the december is the christmas market brilliant um we really haven't got that much time for anything else have you got any news if you have make it snappy we have got news, John. We've got some amazing news. So as you'll know, Friends of the Show, The Lost Trades, uh, their album, which was released about three months ago, has this week charted in the top 40 folk chart. So this is the official top 40 folk charts, um, you know, Whispering Bob and Keris Matthews on Radio 2, etc. The official top 40 folk, they've come in in the top 40 with their, with their debut album, and what's wonderful about that is obviously they, they release it and announce it with a bit of drive and advertising and all the rest of it. Two months down the line, that album is still picking up new listeners. It's still picking up plays. It's still picking up radio play. And that's a truly great sign of a good album, a strong album, people, and a band that people are getting interested in. So well done to, to The Lost Trades. Well done to Phil and the gang, to Jamie, to Tamsin. We're incredibly proud of you. And... What's more brilliant for me as a promoter is that the band happened to be playing for me next Friday 
in Trowbridge at the very first gig at Emmanuel's Yard, and they're going to be opening for John Gom. So if you're listening and you want tickets to two incredibly exciting acts, we're really pumped for this. Speak to Lost Trades. They have discounted um, fan tickets. So get your tickets from them. Alternatively, get them from We Got Tickets or See Tickets. But just this week, tickets have really picked up very strongly, probably because of um, the Lost Trades news. So delighted and excited. Wonderful. What was the date of that? Friday, the 15th of October. Wonderful. Cool. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, sheerisolation.co.uk or sheerisolation at gmail.com. I'm not sure when our Zoom is going to run out, Karen, but we, I, I, it's flashing at me to say it. It says less than a minute, seconds. John. Less so, than a minute. Yes. So ah! and thank you for, for joining us, everybody. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Cheers for that, Kieran. Thank you. Goodbye. Ciao.